Stand by for action. Thanks for joining me. My name is Dave Miller. I am the Unpleasant Blind Guy, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Unpleasant Blind Guy on the Exceptional Conservative Show. Now remember, if you want to contact me with comments, questions, show suggestions, awesome American suggestions, I'm available at UBG Contact on Twitter, or I can also be found as Dave Milner or Agador, that's A-G-G-E-D-O-R, on Mublet, the Tea Party Community, Spreely, Mines, MeWe, or Gab. Now let's begin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the fourth quarter of the Exception. Four fingers up, baby, four fingers up. Fourth quarter of the Exception Conservative Show, live from the nation's capital, where we are not ashamed of the good news conservatism, but it is the power of liberation, first to the Republican and then to the tyrant. I have with me a very, very good friend on the air with me tonight, uh, Dave Milner, the conservative commentator for SHR Media, also better known as the host or co-host of the English Defense League. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at UBG Contact, UBG Contact. That means the unpleasant blind guy. Good evening, sir. It's a great honor and privilege to have you on the air with us tonight. Good evening to you, Ken. Yeah. Um, listening to you, um, I, yeah, you're saying it's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow in D.C. Now, people listening out there from that local area, don't think the people walking around sneezing, everybody's got the Wuhan virus. No, it's 80 degrees. That means you're going to have allergens in the air and people's noses are going to be running and everything. And that's what it is. So don't panic. All right. We're, we're not dealing with SARS, which had an 11% death rate. We're not dealing with MERS, okay, which had a 34% death rate. We're not dealing with the bubonic plague which had a 50% death rate. We ain't dealing with any of that. Uh, we're dealing with a virus that has, at maximum, worst case, 3% death rate. So the thing is just to exercise common sense and chill about this. Am I right, Ken? I agree with you wholeheartedly. Listen, one of the great debates I had uh, this afternoon with my intern, you all can tell when I have my intern on the air tonight that we debate often over stuff. Uh, I, I'm supposed to be the, what's that George Bush thing? Softer, gentler, compassionate, conservative kind of thing. Uh, I think kinder and gentler, I think, is what it yeah, was. Yeah, like teddy bear kind of thing. And, and that stuff doesn't work in reality. you got to be strong. you got to go hard at this. Uh, and one of the things, did you ever expect Ilhan Omar and Ayanna <laughs> Presley to compliment the President of the United States <clears throat> on his handling of the coronavirus. No, I didn't. But I think your analysis is quite correct. I mean, he's adopting some frighteningly socialist ideas and putting them out there as things he wants to do. And th that, I think, is what they're complimenting. Plus, Ken, I think the moment I heard that, I said, they think they've got him. They think they already have this election in the bag. And I just want to say to all of the Trump supporters out there or people who plan to vote for Trump because they don't like the Democrat that they'll put up. Okay, guys, don't take it for granted that President Trump could win this election. 
we're going to need all hands on deck. The Democrats are going to cheat like they never cheated before. They're going to lie on the president like they never lied before. But no, they think they've got him, and they think they've got him on the economy, Ken, primarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I may, I know you, you have some issues you want to talk about. The economy, what to do about this. I have a few suggestions. and okay. see, see if these make any sense to you. Okay, first of all, no one, and I mean no one, should receive a cash payment who has not lost a job or income due to this Wuhan virus. In other words, somebody like me that's on assistance should not get a penne. <laughs> My name is not Lenny, and I should not get a penne. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sorry. I used to love that guy on that show. Um, but no. Absolutely. Well, he was an entrepreneur. I'll give him that. Um, but but um, that's the first thing. All right. Second thing. Tax holiday. And look, listen, if you want to get draconian, let's bring out smog, okay? Let's just have smog burn the place up and just say tax holiday. No federal taxes, no state taxes, no local taxes, no property taxes, okay, for the next year. All right, people struggling trying to keep their houses. Okay, guess what, guys? You don't have to send in them quarterly taxes, okay? You can keep your home, okay? You can do things like that. All right, and also tax breaks for landlords for the next two years. And I say that because there's been a moratorium on evictions. And, Ken, I've got a set of, um, let's just be blunt about this, Congolese bums that are living next to me that my landlord was about to be able to evict for non-payment of rent, okay, this month. Now he can't. So he's got a unit that he's still got to repair and things if they mess it up even more than they already have. And yet he can't rent it out and he's still got property tax to pay. So for landlords, give them a tax exemption for a couple of years. Okay. And finally, okay, what's been needed for a long, long time. And I shared this with Melanie Collette when I did a show with her. Okay. There needs to be a top to bottom audit of the United States government. We need to find out what agencies, offices, bureaus, whatever are open that don't need to be open. We need to find out what employees are employed by the government that don't need to be employed by the government. Those, those offices and whatnots need to be closed. Those employees need to be let go. They can go on the welfare until they find uh, jobs, real jobs in private industry. And It'll cost everybody less. So there, there's my suggestions, man. Yeah, I agree with you in terms of, and I had Steve King on the other night, congressman from Iowa, and he and I concurred that the stimulus has to be targeted and it has to be short term. It has to be directly given as a boon for individuals that actually suffered. Employees have suffered. And some of those employees will not be going back to work. Exactly. It's going to change, Ken. I want to say one other thing about all this. Any stimulus bill that comes out now must sunset. There must be a sunset on it. It must not be permanent. If they have to come back and debate it in six, eight weeks, fine. But sunset it. That's another way to keep it from being permanent. Exactly. Because once you do something permanent with government, it's forever. It's another government program. The other thing about employees, I really believe you have to show that you have been hurt in this process. 
if you receive your paycheck in full over this two-week period, you haven't been hurt. In fact, you've been rewarded because they gave you a vacation for two weeks. You know, show that you've been hurt and then get the money. Well, exactly. And and another thing that, that you could do, Ken, now this is really draconian and it does hit big industry. And I almost cringe at saying it. Okay, for employees of low-paying jobs like waiters and whatnots, okay, and bartenders, um, <laughs> okay, <clears throat> how about this? How about a moratorium on utility bill payments? I'm talking about electric and gas, possibly even Internet. Okay, how about a moratorium on that for the next year? If you're that worried about people who are really hurt by this, that would help immensely to not have to pay the light bill next month so that they could spend more of that money on food for their kids. Okay, and I'm not, and again, this should never be permanent. None of this should be permanent. But this mess of handing people $2,000 or $1,000 a month, no, that, to me, that would just break the economy. Am I, am I right? No, I agree with you. It's socializing the economy. And if you want a taste of socialism, go into your Walmart. Find some toilet paper. <laughs> find some ground beef. Find some milk. Find some eggs. As well, find some bleach at your local Walmart. There you you want to know what socialism looks like? It looks like that. And it could get steadfastly worse if you allow government to intervene in everyday life in such a manner. There's some things that are essential uh, in terms of support, but you do not want people to become dependent on that short-term boost. No, no, you do not. And Ken, I have a sister who is trying to establish a business providing food service on construction sites. <clears throat> and she, she's down in Texas. She cannot find some of the essential things she needs to make like, you know, burritos and, uh, and things of that nature at uh, Walmart, Costco, any of those places down there yet. Uh, you know, so you're absolutely right. If you want to see what socialism looks like, it looks like that. Exactly. <clears throat> now, there is a report that 42% of the food that's tossed away, uh, that's grown in our country, is actually tossed away. Some of the small farmers have been really, really hurt by competing with the larger corporate farms. This is that time period where the Department of Agriculture finds a way of getting those small farmers into the restaurant. Uh, around the country and getting their goods sold. Those are some of the things that we need to be looking at. Innovative things to create wealth within the economy. But we certainly do not want, and, and this is one of the things I mentioned with Michael Brown on earlier. You're going to have to find that money from somewhere. $266 million will be missing out of the coffers in the District of Columbia. And they're just counting. They're just starting to count. You're going to have to find a way either to raise people's taxes, which will destroy your economy, or you're going to have to find a way to lower your taxes or lower the your budget. you got to cut the budget. you got to find a way somewhere. One of the things, and I want your response to this, because one of the things that people say, well, you can't cut the budget because it hurts those people on Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Social Security. It's going to hurt the poor. Is that true, sir? Well, I think I think it's going to hurt the poor a lot less if you adopt the idea I'm talking about. Because you have government employees right now that you really don't need. And all they're doing is sitting at computers, looking at porn sites or playing Call of Duty. 
And if you put them on the welfare, okay, you would save enormous sums of money. I don't know how long uh, you can remember them saying this, Ken, but the uh, presidential candidates have been talking about waste, fraud, and abuse for decades. And if we just took care of that, the hit on the poor would be far, far less. And, And as far as the farmers go, okay, let's use some of the technology that we have right now and connect the farmers, the small farmers who can produce with the restaurants and and the delivery services. Let's connect all three of those together and you can have a supply chain there that can keep the restaurants uh, fueled up, keep smaller grocery stores fueled up. We've got one of those right down on the corner here where I live on the same block. It's a small grocery store. Well, why can't they get online and get some of their groceries from some of our smaller farms right here in Vermont? Okay, there's no reason why they can't. Can We can do this, and we do not have to go 100% bat poop crazy or bat soup crazy socialist, okay? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want to talk with you about Mexico tonight, because they normally draw our ire for wanting to cross <laughs> the border. But there was a story that came out in Slate today uh, that stated that the number of individuals who had coronavirus grew over the weekend from 8 to 118. And that's still a small number in comparison to, you know, what we have and a small number in comparison to overall population. But there are those who are saying within uh, Mexico itself, they're just in phase one of the pandemic and, quite frankly, are ill-prepared to either test or actually care for a population that becomes inundated with the Wuhan flu. So I want to ask you, sir, is this the time that the President of the United States might take a look and say, you know what, if our northern border is closed, so should the southern border be closed? Well, Ken, honestly, I think the southern border should have been closed immediately. And, of course, when that happened, the president would have been called a racist just absolutely immediately. But he's been able to suffer the slings and arrows of the left's outrageous fortune, calling him a racist because he insists on calling it the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus, the Chinese virus. And that should have happened immediately because as overwhelmed as Canada is with all the Mohammedans that the Trudeau administration have been importing, the, oh my God, man, Mexico is a third world country outside of the resorts and outside of the well-guarded haciendas that they have down there that the rich are living in, right? Yes, right. Uh, It's a third world country. You have people literally, okay, um, you guys listening out there, you might be thinking, oh, hey, you know, let's go down to Cancun and, and enjoy some of that. All right. You may be thinking that. I can guarantee you that within not many miles of that resort in Cancun where you're laying out on the beach, there are people living in shacks with dirt floors and no electricity. Okay, there is no way that this country is ready for the Wuhan virus or anything. That They're not even ready for a serious outbreak of the flu. So uh, are they a danger? Heck yeah. Okay, look at countries right now like Russia. Okay, they closed their borders as soon as as they realized there was an issue. A lot of countries in Europe defied the EU and closed their borders. 
Singapore. Singapore closed its borders early on. They just said, ah, forget it. Whip. And, and they have, they have practically no cases of the Wuhan virus there. It's time for some adult action. And the, uh, the hashtag that I started a, a few weeks back, PC kills has never been so true. We are killing ourselves right now with political correctness, allowing pretty much anything to come across our southern border, including tuberculosis, smallpox, people with all sorts of parasites. No, there's just no way that we need to keep that southern border open now. Exactly. I concur with you. There is a third world country. Uh, now, we can provide supports. But those are, this is the same country that denied us supporting them in beating out the uh, cartels. So it kind of gives you an idea of where those politicians are in Mexico. Uh, they're not necessarily that concerned about a population that may come under duress of Wuhan. They also may be thinking the way I'm thinking that, you know, springtime's here. We don't have to worry about this until probably next spring, next fall, going into spring. So let's not worry ourselves uh, about it right now. Good luck with that. What I also ask you, there's an article that came out of CNBC, and it talked about three basic principles of the election campaign of Donald Trump. And they all had to do with the economy. And so I want to ask you about where you think Donald Trump is on the economy right now. The, the three pillars that they refer to are number one, uh, that his re-election campaign would be based on a strong economy going through November. <clears throat> number two, that he would be fighting against socialism and with the way he's responding, uh, it might be mute. And then lastly, draining the swamp A big government was important, but now big government is being used to harness private industry in terms of saving the economy your Mm -hmm. thoughts on all of this well certainly they've got him on the first two he should have just plain refused the second one the socialism but they've got him on the first two and and even though it's not his fault we know whose fault it is ultimately it's china's fault we also know that no administration could have prepared a timely response to this, especially with the regulations that were in place. But on the third pillar, they're dead wrong. Uh, This president has done nothing but knock down regulation after regulation. And instead of growing government like Bernie Sanders wanted to, he has been bringing private industry in on his own and asking them to voluntarily do these things. All right. The activation of the act that allows him to encourage industries to produce war goods and things of that nature is not a panacea that allows him to be a king and just order these industries to do this. They're doing this on their own. Yeah. I, I forget which, um, which perfume company it is. It's one of these, you know, she, she perfume companies. They're voluntarily, all right, beginning to produce hand sanitizer. There are, are a lot of these companies are, gearing up and beginning to prepare things to respond to this emergency on their own. So the draining the swamp thing, I think, is something that he can still go on yeah. because because he is still an enemy of the swamp. But there is or are the other two elements that people uh, are going to be concerned about, and the left is going to harp on them. 
You know, the, the secret to beating those two is a word that you used in our earlier conversation, sunset. If you have a sunset yep. on these actions that they had just related, because what I'm concerned about is that government would want to hang on for the next 18 months to create a vaccine to some of this stuff, and they will constantly go back to the to the wellspring of stimulus. Right. Deal with this particular stuff. But if he says we sunset this in July, we're done with it. We go back to a strong economy, a full economy. I think the American people will see that sometimes you got to do what you got to do in order to make all the horses come to the water to drink. But it doesn't have to always be that that wellspring that they drink from. We are in a very tough state. You have the stock market, which has fallen 11,000 points in virtually four weeks. Uh, you have the left that's blaming him for the Trump virus, uh, when clearly it was made in China. He's got to do what he's got to do. As long as he, I, my biggest concern is the equity part. Once you get equity into a private business, all of a sudden you can't argue against socialism. In a sense, I know it's not only emergency, but you can't argue against socialism. Am I right about that, sir? I think you are. Yeah. And that's and that's the reason that he's been getting uh, a few kudos from socialists, because they can come right back and, and say that. And all he can do is stand there and go, yep, I, I had to do the only thing that he can say is that it was temporary and that he never intended for it to be permanent. All right, because um, right now I know he feels like he's over a barrel and he looks bad if he doesn't do all of these draconian things as far as socialism goes immediately. But I think there are some smart ways to do it. I think I outlined a few of them earlier. Yeah, uh, There are some smart and targeted and temporary ways of getting this stuff done. And it can't be just him. The Republicans in the Congress and in the Senate are also going to have to participate in this because if they don't, the republic is over. Exactly. That's I, listen, I don't find a problem giving the three major airlines $75 billion as long as you charge them interest and that they haven't have to pay it back within the next five years. You do that, you can watch over during your election period and during your next administration how those particular industries overcame this particular chaos and were, became profitable early enough to pay back their loans. That was one of the great things with Lee Iacocca. He didn't want hey. government so involved that it had equity, but he needed the security. And once he had the security, they became so profitable with the K-Car. Anybody remember the K-Car? Oh, they, yeah, I do. They became so popular with the K-Car and making America first, that all of a sudden they were able to pay back their loans, I think, like three or four years earlier than they were expected to. That we need to see in American companies. How can people listen to English Defense League, sir, and what's coming up this week? All right. Well, uh, people can go to blogtalkradio.com and search for English Defense League Radio. We podcast Thursdays and Sundays at... Well, it's going to be at 4.30 p.m. Eastern here until the 29th, and then uh, it'll it'll go over to 3.30 p.m. after we sync up with the U.K. and their stupid um, 
uh, observance of the stupid daylight savings time, which is stupid. Uh, and of course, you can always listen to my programs at the Unpleasant Blind Guy page at Spreaker.com. I'm also available through the Western Free Radio Network. And of course, that runs through SHR Media. And uh, there may be a little surprise there because my seventh anniversary show is coming up and I'm thinking about doing something different. And after that, in uh, in April, I will be running my Way Back series. It's important now more than ever. And uh, we'll be taking a little vacay then. I will inform you in plenty of time so you can have a fantastic person. Well, pretty much anybody can do this bit no, aside anybody. from myself. But I, I, I will let you know about that. And uh, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity tonight to come on here and uh, you know kind of give a few solutions and hopefully get a few people more clued in as to a few other things. Exactly. I appreciate you greatly because they say that we whine and complain a lot, but we don't offer solutions. Well, you got some very good solutions right there. Uh, we're Dave Milner. Dave Milner from SHR Media, Blog Talk Radios, English Defense League host. God bless you, sir. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, we'll see you next week. God bless you, too, brother. Take care. All right. And that is it for this time. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening, and may your God go with you. Goodbye. The Unpleasant Blind Guy is copyright 2020. Anno Domini. Now for Dave's Canes. Extras that help you navigate the new media world. The dream deferred is real. You've been waiting for the Exceptional Conservative Network, and now it's here. Go to theexceptionalconservativeshow.com. Tune in and get the best in urban conservative talk. Stop dreaming. It's real. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Southern Sense is conservative talk with Annie, the radio chick you bellas as host, and C.S. Bennett, co-host. Informative, fun, irreverent, and politically incorrect. You never know where they'll go, but you'll love the journey. Annie is a top conservative host on Top Talk Radio and features some of the finest guests packed with important politicians and newsmakers. Listen every Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, noon to 3 Pacific, on the SHR Media Network. Remember, Southern Sense is Common Sense. It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it. From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island rail station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York.
The lid himself, Jeff Dummett. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com and Lid Radio. We fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her housecoat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Good evening. Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is featured on the SHR Media Network every Tuesday and Thursday night for two hours at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Pacific. Whilst manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists, BZ continues to radically change the world of leftists, one diaper at a time. Stop balancing your checkbooks. Stop cleaning your fish tanks. The bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is your magnet for truth, justice, obesity, a darkened studio, and late-night freedom. No United States of America freedoms were abridged in the making of this ad. This is Shannon Wright. And this is Michael Wright. Reminding you to listen to The Right Way with Shannon and Mike. Every Monday through Thursday. 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on shrmedia.com. Join me, Jack Alexander, for the Jack Alexander Experiment podcast. As I take a unique outsider's look at the issues affecting the USA. I fearlessly take on the issues that everyone else is too scared to touch. The Jack Alexander Experiment podcast is available wherever good podcasts can be found, like Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. The Jack Alexander Experiment, because it's not a matter of left versus right, it's a matter of right versus wrong. After six years covering terror and corruption, the Unpleasant Blind Guy is making a change. I'm Dave Milner. Join me on Spreaker and YouTube through SHR Media and on the Western Free Radio Network as I team up with Jeff Mitchell, host of the English Defense League radio show on blogtalkradio.com. Check show pages for airtimes. It's the Unpleasant Blind Guy. On EDL Radio, there's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. Featuring the effervescent contrarian Sackheads Clint plus the unrestrained bulbosity of BZ, the Sackheads Against Tyranny is a real chat show. Doubling your late-night conservative talk show pleasure with double the hosts, you can listen every Wednesday night at 8pm Pacific, 11pm Eastern. Please note, some contents may have settled during shipping. Member FDIC, batteries not included, warranty voided Montenegro. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. 